the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. This gives me so much pleasure to introduce my next guest. Because I like to remind people that Prager University is changing the world. I really do mean that. Like, I got like 100 million visitors to Prager University. That's spelled P-R-A-G-E-R, University. He never spells it on the air. He forgets to do it. So I have to help him on that. Now, of course, everybody who's anybody has recorded a video for Prager University, except me. I have no invitation to do that. I don't know why Dennis is mad at me. I promote it all the time. I have him on my show. He's got a brand new book out, which I'm going to read. I want him to come down to the Nixon Library and sign books all night. I want to do a Dennis-a-thon. All I do is live for Dennis Prager's good, and he won't even let me on Prager University. Good morning, Dennis. That is so funny that I, I'm speechless. I just want all your listeners to know that for at least 10 years, you told people that I had stopped smoking cigars. Well, I was wrong. I, had a, I made a mistake. It caused <laughs> terrible, terrible pain to me and my family, and you then want to make a video on, on what? The Ten Commandments? No, I'm going to make a video about Nixon. I've decided to make a video about Nixon. You've been... You've been okay, you're, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Hugh Hewitt listeners, you now hear it. I officially invite Hugh Hewitt to make a PragerU video. About Nixon? Why not? I think uh, it's my dream to do one on every single president. All right. I own Nixon. We'll do it at the library. But that's not why you're here. You're here because you've got a new book coming out. And I loved your first one on the Prager Rational Bible. Part two is coming out. I want people to know what it is and when it comes out. It's out today. Um, uh, so this is the this is volume two of my five volume work. Oh, it's pub day. Explaining. I'm so Yes, today is pub day. That's why I'm on your show. Well, I thought you came on because you like me. I I love you, but to get to get up this early, <laughs> that takes an actual publication day. <laughs> you were stunned there for a second. You I just, was. I really was. was when, I have to admit. I'm not going to name I, the city, but I once I, asked you what do you love the most about a particular city, and you were stunned too. That's only happened twice that you've been speechless. That is correct, and you did it both times. That is that is a very accurate statement. That's a very funny story. All right. The Rational story. Bible Genesis. Yeah, so, I've been... All right, so in a nutshell, here's what it is. I'm writing a five-volume commentary. I, I'm, I'm blessed to know biblical Hebrew pretty much like English, especially its grammar, and it's extremely important to, to do this. Obviously, it's not enough, uh, but I've been teaching it for all of my life, and I've been making it clear what what is it, the greatest book ever written. And even if you're an atheist, it's the most important book ever written. What does it have to say to us today? And that's my task, to explain what is understandably not clear at all to the average reader, or even the, uh, the, the non-average reader of, of the text. So I, I came out first with Exodus, the second book. Today, 
is the publication date of Genesis, of the Rational Bible. It's called the Rational Bible because I use only reason. I demand no leap of faith from the reader. So an atheist should be able to come away wiser as well. I, I cannot wait to read this. And I want to tell you, I, you, know, you have a great producer. I wish I had a producer. I don't have a producer. But you have a great producer in Alan. I don't know if you've booked David Brooks yet, but David Brooks has a new book out called The Second Mountain in which he talks about his Judaism and he talks about the Bible and he writes that these stories are the underlying shape of reality. They are the renditions of the recurring patterns. They are the scripts we never forget. Eventually the Jews, even with all their constant confessing and whining, do learn that sometimes promises are kept that God abides. I think Brooks thought himself rationally to faith, Dennis Prager, in the way that you present well, uh, it in, in yes, the Rational Bible. I, I have. My my vehicle to faith is reason. And I'm not saying it's a better vehicle. I'm not saying it, it, anything. I'm just saying that's the truth. For me, if it doesn't make sense, I don't accept it. And therefore, I have been able to I, I will tell you something now, which will sound to some of your listeners like a, a boast, and it is a boast, I admit it, but I'm not telling it because it's a boast. I want people to understand what I have tried to do with my life. I have probably brought more non-Jews to Christianity and more Jews to Judaism than any living pastor or rabbi, and I am proud of it, but the point is, I'm not telling you, you know me, I'm not telling you so that people go, oh, wow. So that people understand that what I what I have to say makes sense. And you know, I, 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 you said that when we were together for Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile, and I started to think to myself, everyone's got to be able to define what they were on this planet for. And the Prager purpose was to bring people to faith. It still is. Uh, faith I believe, either. I believe that. Yes. That's the Prager purpose. Yes. And there better be yes, a Hewitt but, purpose and a Brooks purpose. But the Prager purpose was very yes. well delineated. And the rational Bible but honest to gosh, you're moving slower than a pachyderm on drugs. This is the second one in like five years. When are we going to get? You're like George R. No, R. R. No. Martin. Actually, no. In all seriousness, it's the second one in two years. The last one came out April first. This is this is May seventh. So it's thirteen months, and this is the biggest book of the uh, of the Bible. Fifty chapters. Well, it's not but, of the Bible. It's the biggest book of the first five books. But you're going to do Leviticus, which is going to take twenty years itself. No, actually, interestingly enough, I've already written twenty five thousand words of Leviticus on one verse, the verse about homosexuality. You've written twenty five thousand words on 25, one verse. Twenty five. That's correct. Yes, right. Because okay, now let let's try and sell some yeah. books. That's actually not what Dennis has done in the Genesis. <laughs> I don't want no, people. that is it's correct. It's not 25,000 know words per but, verse. <laughs> no, that is correct. Uh, that is correct, although uh, I, there are many pages on verse 1, which I consider the most important verse in the Bible. Because if you don't accept in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, it's not really worth reading the rest. It, by the way, Brooks covers that as well. You two have just got to talk for an hour. i got to go to the hardest part of Genesis. The hardest part of Genesis. You have a son. I have a son. I have two. You have two. Uh, Abraham goes up and God tells him to kill his son. Right. You know, so there's, there's existential uh, uh, torment. How long did it take right. you to write that one up? Well, there are actually tougher parts for me. I, I think I've always understood that pretty well. And the reason is the very, I think it's Genesis 21 and, and, and the re, I think it's 21, 19 or 21. But anyway, in the very first verse of the chapter, the punchline is given away. 
and God tested Abraham. He never intended Abraham to sacrifice his son. He was simply asking, are you prepared to sacrifice for the real one God of the world as people sacrifice for the faith gods? And we're all asked that question. And, we, and, and vast numbers of people have sacrificed their children. What did, what did the, the parents of, of, of kids who went to World War II do? Or in Iraq or, or, or Afghanistan. I understand, I understand right. going in yes. harm's way, but not with certainty, and they're not asked to execute their kids. So I, that, I'm that pushing is, hard on yes. this. This is the existential torment of Abraham, a good man, uh, for however long it took him to make that journey. I think it's a couple of days till they get up to the three mountain, days. right? Yeah. Three days. Three days. Yes. Okay. How hard is the, how What in those three days in the world is he thinking? Right. That is correct. And he's thinking, look... This is what, this is norm. We don't understand that. Child sacrifice in the, was, was universal. Every society excavated archaeologically, we have found remnants of child sacrifice. So he was being asked to do what everybody did for false gods. He was being asked, are you prepared, as I said, to do for the real one God what people do for their fake gods? Now that you know you are prepared to, and I know you're prepared to, please know, never again will anyone be asked to sacrifice a child to me, God. And never again was anyone asked, and it is forbidden in those first five books. It is explicitly forbidden child sacrifice. It is the first book in human history to forbid child sacrifice. This is why I love Dennis Prager, because what you just explained there is that although it was a terrific burden on one individual, he's a great man, he bore it so that everyone would have an example and a teaching that it's explicitly prohibited. So there was a cost involved in that, an enormous cost, those three days of suffering. and, And for us to know that sometimes faith does demand sacrifice. In fact, it should. That that's That is what... Every religious person, I mean, I'm not talking about giving up your child, obviously, but uh, look, what, what does a Catholic do during Lent? I mean, that's a perfect example, right? You, you are sacrificing because of your faith. I'll give you a li- it's a little example, but it's nevertheless an example in my own faith. The, I explain in Exodus why there, there's only one act actually forbidden on the Sabbath, and that is lighting a fire, because... The purpose of the Sabbath, as the Ten Commandments reveals, and that's all in Exodus, which was my the first volume of the Rational Bible, the, pur- the purpose of the Sabbath is, is not only to rest, that's the obvious, but it, there's a deeper, much deeper purpose, and I didn't make this up, this is in the Ten Commandments, because in six days I created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day I rested. Therefore, when we cease working on the seventh day... We are announcing to the world, God created the world. That is why the Sabbath is the only ritual in the Ten Commandments, because it refers to God creating the world. And as I said, that's the most important verse in the Bible, in my opinion, Genesis 1.1. Now, what does create mean? Create is used very rarely, and only God creates. Man, that the verb in Hebrew for create is never used with regard, people make God creates. I explained this in Genesis, which is out today. So, what is the one act that is most obviously corresponding to what God did? What does create mean? From nothing. Ex nihilo. When you make, if you make a house, you have used lumber. You've made it from something. 
but you create is from ex nihilo, out of nothing. The only approximation we have is fire. Oh. Fire comes from nothing. It just appears. We have created fire. We don't create anything else, like you could say, of the life of a baby, but we'll put that aside. But you don't create anything except fire. That is, that is the one approximation of what God did, and because it is the day you don't create, that's the one act that is forbidden. It's fascinating. That is, you know, this is why uh, Gen- the Rational Bible attracts, and I've heard atheists call your show an agnostics. I love the conversation. I actually listen to your show because I'm awake during your show. And, and that you always have wonderful conversations with them, and this is why you bring people to faith. It's just no one knew that. I'll bet you half my three quarters of my audience did not know that. Four fifths. No, I, I, seven I am certain. I, no, I, the, va- the vast majority of the rabbis who taught me in yeshiva didn't know that. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to name their names, but you're in trouble now. Don't go back to Queens. All right, listen, Mr. Skateboarder. Many people don't know Dennis Prager was a championship skateboarder in his years in Queens. Thank you very much for joining me on Publication Day. And I want people to know you're on the East Coast. It's not 5.30 a.m. On the, on the West Coast. You're actually on. I want people to know. You, were, you didn't lie. You didn't deceive. You didn't let anyone know, though, that you're on the East Coast. Yes, I am. I, I went on, uh, I went on uh, Fox this morning, on Fox and Friends. But I would have gone back to bed were it not oh, for my oh. friend Hugh Hewitt. I, right. I need that to be noted. I hope you're finding your way to MSNBC today at some point. I hope that they someone has you on on MSNBC to talk about the Rational Bible. Not sure my colleagues over there are ready for that. That might be quite the jolt for some of them, but I hope my, so. My column today is why the left mocks the Bible, so MSNBC is not going to have me. I don't know. They, that's good for ratings. I think that's good for ratings. I Dennis, would love con- it. I would lo- are you kidding? I'd love it. Congratulations. Anyway, you, I am very, Thank very, you. very pleased for your success. Go get the book, The Rational Bible Genesis at Amazon.com. Just type in Dennis Prager. Wonderful man, though I can't ever let him hear me say that. I know he's already hung up. I can tell from my screen he's already gone, so he couldn't hear that. That's good. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.